Welcome back, fuckers. <laughs> uh, we have returned to the air, uh, not with a bang, but a whimper. Uh, we, we meant to take a two-week sabbatical, uh, stretched into four, uh, yeah. due to a variety of issues. Uh, Sorry about that. Health-related, such as laryngitis and hangovers, mm-hmm. and technical, uh, such as crashing systems, and uh, this week... Uh, we have no internet. Yeah, we got a big problem. Here at the recording studio. Yeah, we got a big problem with our, uh, let's just say, provider. Um, it's a problem with the modem, actually. Yeah, so, I mean, whatever the case, it's it's bullshit, and we're not able to figure it out. So, we're going to record this, and then I'm going to shuffle off uh, with this laptop to a place that does have Wi-Fi, so I can hopefully get it all together and get it uploaded tonight. Yeah, I think we're going to do a stripped-down show today. We're not going to bring you a lot of clips. Yeah. Um, probably no clips probably no clips um we'll uh we'll still have a little bit of music in here and there and everything else but uh yeah welcome back it's good for us to be back we've been wanting to do some shows over the last couple of weeks but yeah just kind of had one thing or another stand in the way there's been shit to gripe about, uh, gripe about just piling up and it's just laying around we're tripping over it for sure and that's you know the thing is a. Uh, uh, we don't need to like get into too much like old news or whatever, but we'll we'll pick up on some of the things that have happened over the last few weeks. Um, I I want to open up and just say that uh, there's uh, some newer additions to uh, KBSR. Um, we've got a new Instagram for the station. It's just Black Sparrow Radio. If you want to go check that out, you'll get tons of more info on all the different shows and everything. And uh, we got a few new shows. We went to go see uh, Erie Family a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to see uh, Jojo Bone. Uh, we hung out with him a little bit. He's a guy that comes on after us on Monday nights. If you've ever caught that show, it's, it's nice awesome. to put a face to the uh, the sounds. Yeah, for sure. It's the soothing sounds of the Jojo Bone show. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note, we'll go ahead and um, we're going to take full culpability here. Uh, know that anything that you hear on the show, um, it doesn't reflect KBSR or any of its other DJs or anything. Uh, it is wholly our own shit that is being talked. So. If you want to talk to us about it, you can reach out to our email at we're trying show at gmail.com or yeah, hit us up on the Instagram at radio gripe TX. Uh, let us know what's up. I don't think we're going to be checking the mailbag this week on account of we physically cannot on the account. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Um, <laughs> there are ways, there are ways that we could do it. I checked it a couple of days ago cause I was looking at something and it's mainly station updates. All so right. we haven't, uh, I mean, yeah, there's a spam folder that's full of people who are lamenting uh, our absence. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, every, everybody's like, are you guys okay? Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> sorry no. sorry to cause uh, our many thousands of listeners yeah. uh, concern in that way, but yeah. we are okay. No, yeah, we're fine. Uh, so anyway, um, Jen, do you have anything uh, over the last little bit that you've been just really enjoying? What's occupying my headspace? Yeah. Uh, condors. Okay. California condors are reproducing asexually. Uh, That's wild. Parthenogenically, as I've said before, that's uh, Latin for virgin birth. Um, not really the case with these condors. They, uh, they've gotten busy plenty of times in their lives, but these particular hatchlings uh, were examined by people that study the California condors and found that they have genetic traits uh, that is um, from from one source and, and not a dual source. There's no paternity for these California condors. And, you know, uh, 
the um, virgin birth uh, phenomenon um, is way, way more commonly observed in invertebrates. Right. And uh, but uh, sometimes uh, reptiles mm-hmm. as well, and um, birds are just reptiles with wings, y'all. Yeah. And uh, and I don't know if this has been observed with any other types of birds uh, before, uh, where it's been definitive. But with the California condors, of course, at one point in the '80s, their population had declined to something like 40 left in the wow world. That's low. And efforts to um, to help curb that, uh, you know, the the situations that were making that species go extinct, um, have helped. My phone's on the charger. Um, there, there's now a greater number of California condors there. Um, yeah. It looks like they're going to pull through, but it kind of makes you wonder to what degree um, this seemed like a sort of evolutionary solution to the decline in California condor births. And, uh, and now we're we're seeing this parthenogenic reproduction life uh, uh, finds a way. I'm gonna cut in with uh, figures it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you finished that sentence. That's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, for my part, I'll say that what's I guess really what's been occupying my mind for the last little bit has been uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, just been doing that a whole lot lately, and so we you know we're getting our crew together. Uh, you know, some local friends, and um, I've just had it in my mind a whole lot because I've been learning how to DM and, and everything else. So that's been fun. And you're doing a marvelous job. Thank it's you. It's so complicated, even with 5e. It's just so complicated. I don't think I could do it. It's it's uh, it's a little complex, but I don't think that it's undoable. Um, you know, uh, the Adventure Zone. And just... it's a thankless job. So I just want to take this mm. opportunity to thank you right now in the air. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, the Adventure Zone is dropping a new thing called Imbalance, where they're returning to their original characters and they're bringing in, uh, I forget her name, Abria. can't remember her last name. Um, mm. But she's risen in prominence over the last few years as a really badass uh, dungeon master. And she's DMing a campaign with the McElroy family. And that's on YouTube. So y'all can go find that on YouTube, too. Mm, sounds uh, like a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a, they're doing one a week. So there's still a couple more to drop as the as the weeks unfold. So by December, I think the, the whole thing will be out. Good several hours of, uh, of fun. Um, but on that note, also, on our on our last session, while we were uh, heading over to the spot, uh, we, we found a wee little orphan outside the post office. Um, I heard this mewling a this, small filthy this child mewling mewling and meowing. holding out his uh stovepipe hat mm-hmm. or alms yeah <laughs> it was a cat actually uh but it is pretty funny to think about the cat sitting next to a little hat <laughs> and uh and meowing very loudly um so yeah we've uh we've adopted this uh so far we're, we're planning on adopting this little kitten which is Running around the studio right now, um, playing with feet and wires and various things. We oh, not kitten proof this house, but that's okay. They're not. They're not uh, like puppies. They're not just going to chew through an electrical wire and kill themselves. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not a super hazard to themselves. Uh, I saw this one fall from about three and a half feet earlier today and totally walked it off. An unplanned and ungraceful fall. Um, but Gotta yeah, Got to build up those muscles and mm-hmm. that feline grace. Yeah, so we'll put a uh, we'll put up some uh, photos. I've been training I've been training Instagram. it up in my free time, but I told it to. I was like, "You were born with all the knowledge that you need to get out this need. life innately, yeah. and unless something interrupts that that process of that the emergence of those innate uh, uh, traits, 
Uh, cat will develop just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it figured out the litter box within, I don't know, a couple hours. I mean, yeah, kind of, kind of figured out the day one shit on day one, as you might expect a cat to do, which is cool. Yep. They hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's all that. Uh, I guess let's let's move on and get into oh, the thick of it. We'll post a picture of the cat. So something that um, happened a week or two ago that I was planning on bringing up is, you know, the big infrastructure bill finally passed, um, which is, uh, I guess there's millions and millions of dollars, which is going to go towards repairing roads, uh, fixing parks, uh, bridges, and just America's infrastructure. Some of it's going to go towards uh, schools that need repairs and then different like utility services and everything else. And so... Uh, Democrats, you know, finally getting a little bit of a victory lap here in the Biden administration and saying like, we, we did it. We, we did something really great and good. And yeah, uh, we'll, we'll hope to see that they commit to that. And we actually do get to see the benefits that are, that are being promised through it. Yeah. It was a struggle. It was starting to look like it wasn't going to pass, but yeah. it did, uh, they you know, together they did it, um, in spite of a couple of holdouts who did not want to spend the original, yeah. I don't know, like trillion. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is down to a few billion now. I think I do there was believe. like uh, nine Republicans who signed on for this uh, to, to help it get it done. Here's one thing that I'll mention, though, and I think this is one of the things that helped kind of seal the deal. Um, pretty much untied to infrastructure, no real reason for it to be part of the bill. Uh, but there was a uh, tax relief uh, legislation. And uh, this has to do with uh, what's known as the SALT tax. It's a sales and uh, licensing tax or whatever, or no state and local, excuse me, state and local tax known as salt tax. It's not actually salt. So this is a, how, you know, how you get your federal income tax and then you get your state tax and then your property tax and then all the different fucking taxes that you pay and where you live is going to vary what that price is going to be. Some places like New York, California, and increasingly Texas have some high tax rates. And so it's more expensive to live there. And this has kind of played out over the years where, you know, they've been able to say, all right, well, if you're if you're making X amount of money, uh, I think it used to be up to eighty thousand dollars a year and you're paying, you know, all of your federal taxes, then all of your salt tax that can be lowered or deducted because you're already paying for a lot of these things at the federal level. You know, what I mean, and so it's a way to kind of eliminate redundancy and it's supposed to be kind of like a an easing of the tax burden on middle class people. But I would say people that make, you know, up to $80,000 a year are like, I guess that's middle class, you know, or like upper middle class or something. Um, well, so what the legislation that they put through on this one, the changing of it is that they raise that cap to where now you can make up to, I think, like one hundred and sixty to $200,000 a year. 
and still get this SALT uh, deduction to where you will be paying less taxes at the state and local level um, because you're already paying taxes on the federal level. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not necessarily like a millionaire tax cut because this, this cap is uh, lower, but it's also higher than <laughs> what a lot of people in the nation make. Uh, so it's more of like a, a middle of the road tax relief. It doesn't actually, I don't think that this addresses anything for uh, people of lower income who could use the tax relief a little bit more. Um, but yeah, just, just a little thing that was just kind of snuck in there. It was like, let's just go ahead and, you know, trim a little bit of the taxes for people that are already doing okay. <laughs> like there, there's not really a point to it. So some people are mad about it. Some people don't even know about it. And some people are happy about it. And uh, I just I just wanted Tax, to bring it up just because taxes never there's, go up. They there's always, always, they always uh, get lower and lower and lower and lower. Yeah, there's always something uh, that has to do with taxes and alleviating tax burden on oh, some I'm, I'm people. I'm talking about the, you know, the middle class and above, obviously. They do, right. they do go yeah. up for oh, yeah, dude. people. I can tell you, uh, under that Trump administration, my my taxes totally fucking changed and I had, I would have nothing left at the end of the year. 2020 was the first year that I worked my ass off and owed taxes, even though I had, I don't, I nine, I don't pay my own taxes. Like it's all automatically deducted, but under the Trump administration, yeah, my tax burden like became crazy high. And it's not like I was in a higher tax bracket, making a lot more money than I was previously or anything. If only there was a cat tax credit, like a child tax credit, we'd be in business. Yeah, we got three of them so far. It's a, It would be a cab tax, like cats and birds. Hmm. We got, you know, the chickens. Dogs don't count. Dogs can have jobs. Dogs are earners. Yeah, dogs are earners. Yeah. And they don't need to go, don't necessarily need to go to college. <laughs> don't need to, but they do. <laughs> Dog college. Uh, yeah. So anyway, let's 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 hope that the uh, infrastructure bill really kind of does deliver. And uh, they're they're saying that it's fully paid for and everything, but I don't I don't know that that's true. I mean, <laughs> they're basically banking on money will exist to spend on this when we need to spend it. You know, the money doesn't exist now, but it will. Yeah. Uh, we've talked with people. We figured it out. Also. Uh, you know, in, in speaking, I guess, about it and uh, the working class and everything else, uh, we are in the uh, what's known as the Great Resignation or the Big Quit. And uh, it's been quite a trend. Like this is, you know, in addition to uh, Striketober, which some people are saying is a general strike because uh, there was something like there's 22,000 workers on strike across the nation in various industries right now. Hmm. I mean, um, I guess we're into strike member now, though. Yeah, some people are saying that, but... Uh, yeah, in uh, September, 4.4 million people quit their fucking jobs uh, for one reason or another. They just didn't want to do it anymore. And I'm kind of looking at it all thinking like, well, what the fuck are you, what are you guys doing that I'm not doing or able to do? Do y'all have a nest egg to just sit on and just quit your fucking job? I like, how are you making it work? Because um, I would. Um, I mean, the welfare state. Yeah, sure, that's it. Now, I have spent a little bit of time on uh, our anti-work, uh, where people are bringing their various yeah. stories. Um, Popular so, subreddit. So, I mean, um, so, the internet's full of liars, too, but 
Um, it, I mean, I always find those kind of stories irritating because I'm like, you don't have to invent this ridiculous story. There's enough real stories, um, and you don't have to exaggerate your shitty situation by being like, yeah, my boss. Um, you know, I, I would get I would get spanked, and I didn't want to be spanked. Uh, people that did want to be spanked weren't being spanked. Uh, you know, you don't have to exaggerate. <laughs> like it's bad enough. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so I guess we can see the reasoning behind. Um, and you know, when you read some of these. Like the kind of experiences people have in call centers and that sort of thing. I'm like, I could not do, like, there's no fucking way. I would kill myself. I would mm. I would take death over yeah. <laughs> the treatment of some of these people. Um, but fortunately, I have a much better job than that. But Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I too, uh, I'm not, like, compelled to uh, make a big stink with my employer because they, they treat me and everybody well. Uh, but I, I totally know the feeling I've worked at places in the past that, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that, that worked exploit people. Worked at some real shitholes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting to see. And, uh, at the same time, uh, there was another thing that came out, uh, the, it's like the consumer confidence index or whatever. Uh, it's at an all time low. It's at only like 66%, which is, uh, the lowest it's been in over a decade. Um, yeah, I want to say it was even like uh, 2009 or sometime that it was like at 70-something percent. And I think that that was because of some financial fuckery going on. Uh, but yeah, it's it's getting lower and lower. You know, there's all the talk about the supply chain. That's a whole big kerfuffle we're not even going to get into. I've Yeah, it's, it's a debacle, and uh, I got nothing to say about that. It's kind of a lot of this stuff is to be expected. Uh, it's not really understood why there's so many things that are just kind of falling apart other than when the coronavirus pandemic really hit, a lot of people had to like kind of stop and, and reevaluate a lot of things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that that's really why we are in a, in a weird state of like kind of shift and change right now. Uh, and I want to say it's, it's going to be all for the better. Uh, but only time will tell. I, yeah, I, I would like to say that. But then you'd have thought there'd be a health care reform after the sure. uh, coronavirus uh, crisis. And you kind think. of we're just moving backwards with that. So and that's that's kind of my feeling in general. I feel like over the last I mean, shit, 15, 20 years, it's it's really felt like one step forward, two steps back for as, as many good things as we do with legalizing same sex marriage that happened years back and. Uh, various things that we have done trying to get uh, socialized Medicare and everything else. Uh, it just, it doesn't work. We're not making actual progress. The crazy you know? thing is people can always adapt to worsening situations very well and kind of quickly forget their aspirations for progress and uh, adjust to the new. If there's one thing we are, it's flexible and adaptive uh, mm -hmm. as a species. It just kind of, kind of makes me think of, yeah, way back in 2016 i think it was susan sarandon was like now i'm being unfair because i don't remember her exact quote but it was she was like you know if it's not going to be bernie sanders then i hope that trump wins be i'm not even going to vote and i hope that trump wins something like that yeah the, the because she's that, like it needs to get worse right. before it, it can get better and we need to bottom out and um God. i think that's <laughs> 
Yeah. Incredibly naive because there is no bottom. It's in the, in the top three for comments that did not age well. There, there is there is no bottom. Yeah. It's yeah, not going right. to just hit some predetermined least, point and people are going to be like, I'm fed up and I'm not going to take it anymore. To think, to think that the bottom would still leave democracy intact or like, yeah. you know, like c- civilization. No, the bottom is is down there and uh it would take a while or it's capable of being hit but uh there would be absolutely no point in talking about who do you want to vote for after hitting that actual bottom you know i mean we're I mean? in the process of adapting to you yeah. know this really exploitative late stage uh capitalism and everything's sort of crumbling and and we'll keep on adapting sure yeah as we do yeah do there's not going to be a french revolution where the peasants just get hungry enough You're right and um, storm the Bastille, uh, the events of January 6th aside. Mm. Well, uh, well, I should hope that we can adapt in more ways than one. Because there's also been, um, shifting here again, uh, there's also been some studies that have come out. And I think I mentioned this on one of our last episodes like a month ago uh, about uh, projected uh, climate change uh, within the next you know, like 20 to 30 years. They're saying that the average uh, temperature of the earth is going to rise by a degree or two. And, um, that seems pretty slight, but it has pretty large impacts obviously all over the world. Um, so considering that and that the fact that we are already statistically like in the, what they're calling the sixth great extinction. Uh, and, uh, earlier this year, people were saying that it is accelerating the rate of it, um, with, uh, the dying of species and, and losing of natural, uh, wildlife and everything kind of across the globe included with all of that every, people are starting and birds to say, are shrinking what birds are shrinking can you believe it um i don't know if you know what that's referenced to i was just listening to uh um, i think it's a vox podcast uh talking about how they've determined that global warming is contributing to tiny a- birds actual birds decreasing in size not mm. just in population but in size <laughs> <laughs> they're getting smaller but I think the roaches are getting bigger. Roaches are projected to get bigger. Mm-hmm. They're going to get uh, around the size of, I don't know, like a Pomeranian. Yeah, I think we're looking at Pomeranian-sized roaches within yeah. the next 200 years. So that'll be fun. Sure, yeah. And then mantises will be even bigger than that. But that's fine. I'm looking forward to the future. Sure. Um, but, well, for the near future, while you and I are still alive, it is going to suck. And uh, so, yeah, we can... People are projecting that within the next 20 to 30 years, we really are going to see shit pop off with uh, with mass extinction. Like, we will be seeing it, like, on a daily basis. Uh, yep, this just makes me worried about the future. What kind of future is my kitten going to have, you know? Right. And a lot of these things, um, something that people might not factor is the, I mean, the way a system works. It's an ecosystem. And so it's... It's not like one thing falls and everything else around it is fine or gets better because now there's no more bandwidth or more room. Um, these things work in tandem. And it's just like how the bison were like basically nearly eradicated off of uh, this land, now known as, you know, North America or whatever. Um, there were hundreds and thousands of them and it was a sustainable cycle and, and relationship that uh, humans had with them before white people got here and after that we've reduced them into where like now i want to say there's like only about a thousand of them or less uh in in the same area 
and half of those are in captivity and that to, was, to try and protect them. That was know? not accidental. That wasn't a result of housing uh, developments going up. Oh yeah, uh, that, that wasn't that, that was wasn't just uh, more people need food. Systemic elimination of the bison as a part of um, a path of genocide in yeah. order to eliminate the food source from the enemy. Yeah. So, and when that happened, also, uh, it's it's had massive effects on the actual prairie lands and the other wildlife and everything there. Um, this is like uh, sea otters. Uh, I want to say this happened in the UK or something. Some sea otters were being hunted for fur. As it happened, they helped local like kelp population like thrive because of like fertilizing and everything else. Um, once the sea otters dropped, the kelp didn't grow as much. And then this manatee that eats a kelp started dying off because they have less food. And it's, it's a, butterfly effect where like you start killing one thing and you're killing like this long chain of things can i say no offense to florida but sometimes i feel like i can't really trust florida to be the custodians of the majestic manatee but that's mm. that's their Understood. role you know that's their job that's i just hope well, they're up i mean to that's their <laughs> that's their job like that's not a job that they like applied for and they fucking who's holding them accountable? It's who's the call, oversight? Who's calling. there? Can I talk to Florida's manager about some shit on that one? Because, yeah, whatever. That's it comes with uh, the territory. But and I don't I, I don't a, know that I'm the Texan, people of Florida are really like embracing that. I'm not sure I trust Texas to set the curriculum either. I've said that before. You know, yeah. turnabout is fair play. Uh, but yeah. yeah, no, I don't. It's it's um, it's it's a burden and an honor. Floridians. Yeah.
one more thing because we just started talking about places and uh, you did say Texas. I just want to say, uh, oh, Mike Flynn. Uh, he was just in San Antonio for this um, Reawaken America tour or whatever. Where him and a whole bunch of other assholes are, you know, tooling around and giving speeches. All right. Uh, just this is a quick one. He had to respond to some QAnon allegations that he's a Satan worshiper. So he was giving a speech. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I know. I know about this. And he was like, look, uh, if this is going to be one nation under God, we need to be a nation of one God. And so he's he's pushing like a, a theocratic state of, of Christians only. He did some weird prayer that left everybody scratching their heads. He's a fucking goober, dude. And that's he's why they accused him of being um, like a secret Satanist or okay. in a cult or yeah. something. I oh, don't really? Know the really? Weird. <laughs> <laughs> did they just he's he's getting different QAnon memos than they are and they don't know that they're in the same cult that he's in mm-hmm. whatever uh so yeah he's he's basically kind of like ousted himself as like a fucking theocrat and uh yeah he's just he's a fucking weirdo um so texas yeah yeah texas all right well um obviously there was a tragedy um Jeez, I guess this happened a week and some days ago now. Yeah, uh, yeah, right about a tragedy at uh, the Astro World event in uh, Houston uh, at a Travis Scott concert. Eight corpses had to be carried out after a crowd crush event, um, along with about fifty other people uh, that needed critical care. Um, you know, many of those suffering. Uh, cardiac arrest and actually it's uh, the victim count is up to nine people right now because one of those people that was in critical condition has now passed away all nine victims under the age of 30 in this horrible crowd crush event at astroworld a lot of people angry at the event planners a lot of people angry at travis scott mm-hmm. um and not for nothing um, it, I guess this is where I probably would uh, put up some clips if we were able to do this today. Um, although maybe not because it's fucking tr- triggering. But this is some graphic shit. Uh, wouldn't have been cl- playing clips from this particular concert, which some of us have seen that like a fan had climbed up the, the tower to get a hold of the cameraman. It was, it was fans were calling stop, stop the show, stop the show as people were being uh, carried out on stretchers. But what I would have played, I think, is a clip from uh, some years ago at a different Travis Scott concert where he dove into the crowd and was crowd surfing. Mm-hmm. And um, some teenager in the crowd pulled off one of his shoes. And so he's up there and gets back up on stage and is inciting the crowd to beat the shit, pointing at the kid, mm-hmm. trying to steal my shoes. Fuck you. Right. Beat the shit out of him. <laughs> just really riling up that mob um for for pulling off one of his shoes it was probably a pretty expensive shoe but um, I mean... there's also a lawsuit from four years ago a fan that was pushed off a balcony and left partially paralyzed right and uh turns out while people were, were climbing and crowding around the balcony uh travis scott was yelling jump <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be scared they're gonna catch you jump yeah (laughs) encouraging them to jump from the balcony and i guess shove people off the balcony blew my fucking mind uh the irresponsibility i hadn't heard about that one until until all this 
like I told you, it just reminded me of that Key and Peele skit where the um like po- at the post game like celebration. Yeah. Um, you can literally Jordan fly. Jordan Peele is like, "Hey kids, I feel so good. I can, I can fly. You can fly. Everybody out there, go go to your go to your roofs <laughs> and jump off, and you can fly. Yeah. Especially the anyone listening eight under eight. <laughs> I mean this literally. Yeah. Because the yeah the whole time the interviewer's like figuratively nobody actually try to fly no, I mean this literally <laughs> um this is this is a preventable um this was a preventable situation and it's fucking horrible yeah. and um I really hope that some lessons can be learned here obviously you you talked about the fucking QAnon people earlier um they're they're yeah. already going to town baking on they're, this one that's a, a this is a satanic blood death ritual thing. death yeah. ritual whatever the fuck please just making a bad situation where it's completely unhelpful mm-hmm. just yeah just uh living in your own little fantasy land um but you know they can do it too because a lot of um, celebrities have been using a lot of satanic type of imagery uh, in in their shows for entertainment purposes, which just kind of helps. With I mean, this guy. For, I'm not saying for decades too. I'm I not mean, saying don't do that. Yeah. I mean, in the case of someone like Lil Nas X, that's uh, that satanic imagery is like specifically being used to um, to wind these people up for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't suggest that he do otherwise. Yeah. Like this whole a- thing. The, the fight between Christians and rock and roll is a tale as old as time. Mm-hmm. Um, other Texas news. Jeez, I don't know if I have enough on this. I've been oh, oh, kind of vaguely... So I'm, I'm on the Austin Reddit, and so pictures of Nazi banners hanging from overpasses had started to kind of collect on these forums. People saying, what the fuck is going on out there? Um, why did the Nazis come to Austin? Um, how long have they been there? What are the cops doing about it? What should we be doing about it? Har- harassing uh, a historically Jewish neighborhood with elderly residents mm-hmm. um, who would be particularly triggered by this uh, hateful display of uh, bigotry. Um, <clears throat> and then I don't know how many of them are still hanging around or uh, how many people feel, how many of these fucking neo-Nazis feel emboldened as a result of this. But uh, there was uh, a synagogue arson event on Halloween. Um, there was a recent arrest uh, a couple days ago of the suspect in that arson situation of a Texas State student. Uh, early 20s uh, we'll see we'll see how that maybe I'll revisit that later once I kind of check what's uh, what's current uh, go, currently going on there but um, there's also been a lot of instances especially in school playgrounds of, of uh, graffiti mm-hmm. and um, posters uh, bigoted posters um, and uh, white supremacist leaflets being placed inside people's mailboxes yeah, so I hadn't, I hadn't heard about that a bit there is a what is today's date the 14th so there's a rally downtown right now. Um, it's like the rally to restore kindness or something like that. That is, you know, kind of an inclusive, moderate, not meant to become violent, uh, not some kind of Nazi stomping uh, rally, but it is meant to counteract, counterbalance the uh, increase in hate 
and Mm -hmm. um, hateful messaging going on from these Nazi groups and uh, who knows who else. Yeah, I don't know uh, if y'all. I I do think it's helpful for people to come together and speak out and not just tolerate it. Yeah, um, it is. It's an odd thing to see. uh, But I mean, we've we've seen it on the rise for years now. And uh, as you were pointing out, I think you had said that uh, you saw some discussion online uh, for some people like who were like, all right, well, you know, let's let's mobilize everybody. Put your boots on. Uh, you know, we're going to go out here and confront confront these Nazis and other people being like, well, I mean, can we consider that? And like the level of response to bring because it's the, what they want. Yeah, it's definitely what they want. Exactly. They want to, they're, they're itching to fight. Yeah. And I think that that's i don't want to just say that all of that is more show than substance clearly not when there's arson involved mm-hmm. you know um but i i do think that a lot of it is just kind of being ostentation and it's, and it's just being provocative you know um that, it's that doesn't make it any less violent especially if you're one of the people who no, is specifically being targeted no i don't think it makes it any less violent or any more acceptable i'm just saying it's it's shitty um I think that it's I think it's worth it to mobilize and confront it, you know, and, and instead of just saying, well, let's just not pay attention to him because I mean, that's <laughs> that's like how things grow and fester outside of your view, you know? Yeah. Um, in other Texas news, what I have and I might have to go get my phone for this. Um, Texas Republican State Representative Mark Krause of Fort Worth uh, posted a list of 850 books that could, quote, make mm-hmm, mm-hmm, students mm-hmm. feel discomfort, unquote, uh, and demand that schools report to the state if they have any of these 850 books in their classrooms or libraries, how many copies, how much money they spend on them, and also um, obligate them to report, quote, any other books, uh, unquote, that might cause guilt, anguish, or psychological distress uh, to students, um, Greg Abbott uh, has also called for uh, has, has publicly denounced what he calls pornographic books uh, in, right, in right. schools. Let me grab my phone right quick. Let's have a look. let's have a look at some of these books. Hey everybody, it's me, Joe, with Station Break. I uh, just want to take a moment to say thanks for listening to our show, and thanks for listening to KBSR. Uh, you know how we roll, KBSR is fully independent and listener-supported. It's the it's the little radio station that could, and we're worldwide on that internet. We've got a great Patreon community that helps keep everything going, and uh, you can be a part of it. You can search for Black Sparrow Radio on Patreon, or you can go to blacksparrowmusicparlor.com. There's links to the Patreon there. There's the radio streaming 24-7 from that site. There's tons of information about all the different shows and all the different people. Uh, there is also the new Instagram. It's Black Sparrow Radio uh, is the profile on Instagram if you want to just follow that for a lot of the updates and a lot of the news of everything that's going on. Uh, yeah, thanks everybody for for keeping the dream alive. And uh, check out our Instagram. It's RadioGripeTX. And uh, get at us on the email. That's we're trying show at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, go check out everything else. Also, Matt, thanks Trevor and the Mental State Fair and Alex Cuervo of Spectrosatic for all the music that you're going to be hearing here and there and all over the shows, all over the episodes. All right, let's get back to the show.
Um, certainly any inf- information, uh, certain topics including human sexuality, sexually transmitted diseases, uh, HIV, AIDS, sexually explicit images, graphic representations of sexual behavior. Yeah, as you can imagine, there's got to be a lot. Any type of material, even that's written on like a fourth grade level saying it's okay if your parents are gay, you know, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, it's okay if... if uh, if your friends are gay, it's okay if you're gay. Um, mm-hmm. Anything. Here's a full list. Uh, but you'll also notice that um, there's a lot of stuff on there uh, related to the recent hysteria surrounding uh, with their perception of what critical race theory is. Oh, yeah. This is a big fucking deal. People and, are so fucking scared of it. It's, it's silly. I mean, obviously, this is a precursor to an outright book ban um yeah. and possibly a uh, book, book burn burning. fire yeah <laughs> uh, book yeah. Bur- burn fire bonfire uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know a burn fire as opposed to anyway i think any of uh my listeners that might be a teacher um any of our listeners that might be teachers might be more familiar with some of these books um but just looking at the titles a book about the 2020 black lives matter marches uh, ooh, a complicated love story set in space. You know, thinking about it, uh, some of those choose your own adventure books I that I read uh, as a like fifth and sixth grader, those probably had too much, just too much about the world and like all these options that was presented to me. They should probably go ahead and get rid of those too, because choosing your own adventure can can be risky. To society. I see a lot of books about uh, racial justice and how to protest, um, obviously, uh, on this list. I don't see specifically any, like, it, biographies of, of Martin Luther King Jr. or anything like that. Um, maybe that would just, they wouldn't like the optics of that. But yeah, uh, Rainbow Revolutions, 50 LGBTQ plus people who made history. So yeah, I mean, we can definitely have see... Here's, an, here's something interesting. V for Vendetta, the uh, graphic novel, is on this list. Uh, that's Yeah, that's one that I wouldn't really expect to find in a, in a school, but you never know, I guess. Oh, and A Handmaid's Tale graphic novel is also on this list. Which, okay. I mean, I think that's been on and off lists of, of banned books in school libraries yeah, since the sure. 70s when it was written. So I guess uh, no surprise there. Um. Oh, a biography of Harvey Milk. Okay, go ahead and mm. purge that. We can't know who that is. Nope. Incidentally, also the name of our new cat. Yeah. Harvey Milk. The mailman. A biography about Lana Wachowski. A trans woman. Can't have that. Listen, there's just so many um, fucking books on this list. It's almost a thousand fucking books. Yeah. It is weird that there's so many educational materials that they want to pull uh, from schools. The same schools that for years now have been like, uh, we're just gonna, we're just gonna let you watch Gladiator today. That's going to be your history lesson or whatever. You know what I mean? I watched Independence Day and this will date me. This will give you an idea of my age, but I Mm. watched Independence Day mm, no less than two and a half times, uh, in school, in school. Yeah. (laughs) Just because there was nothing better to do that day. Yeah, sure. I say two and a half because the third time I tried to excuse myself to go to the library and I was eventually allowed to do so. Was that, was that in your future history class? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, um, I can remember being shown a lot of dumb movies, and sometimes it's you know they're trying to slip in as like, oh well, this is uh, this is a historical work. Uh, we're gonna make you watch Ben Hur. <laughs> it's like really, you're gonna Ben Hur with the Kirk Douglas. I rarely had objections if they want to roll out the the TV, the, the big TV, dim the lights. <laughs> yeah, down for a nap. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, this is. It's disgusting. It's a witch hunt. Uh, it's alarming. Yeah. It has alarming repercussions. Um, this is kind of just, uh, we're still sort of at the beginning of this journey. So uh, we'll check back yeah. with this as things continue to develop um, with this ever increasing list of um, uh, materials that are, um, I guess, not yet officially banned, but have to be reported to the state. Right. Speaking of, uh, I guess, developing stories, uh, something that has been going on, uh, obviously, is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Um, so uh, as of Friday, uh, the defense rested, and they are expecting closing remarks uh, tomorrow, Monday. So we're right now not going to get into the minutia of it. Uh, there has been, it's, it's been an interesting thing a lot of the rules that they've been making for this trial and, and the way that it's been going and the uh, defense trying to say, Oh, well you can't watch the whole video or the full screen. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I haven't been following it. It's, it's been a little ridiculous and it's really questionable. Like how fair is this? It seems to be like the court is leaning in his favor, but like I said, we're not going to get into the super issue of that here. By next week's episode, I, I do know that the jury is primarily white people and is also um, quite a few um, self-described Second Amendment nuts mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. um, that did make it onto the jury. Well, I mean, so. hey, the defense gets to gets to pick their people, um, but yeah. So by next week, we'll probably uh, the deliberations will be done, and we might even have whatever the the findings and sentencing is going to be. So we'll get deeper we'll get deeper into that one uh next week uh every i've, I've heard that you know they're calling up the national guard uh there in wisconsin right. where the trial is going think that's on what makes so this particularly this, interesting is that this next week might get might be wild just depending and this is what one of the jurors had said i think or what one of the people that ultimately didn't make it to the jury um, um but still anonymously said uh in a report i don't want to serve on this jury because i feel like <clears throat> No matter what the result of the deliberations, it's going to be bad. Like, yeah. obviously, the right wing has held Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse up as some sort of, you know, oh, he's a, a poster child, vigilante sure. hero, yeah. um, poster child for like law and order, which is a, kind of a weird thing for it's somebody. Kind of a weird thing for somebody. Essentially that committed mass murder, but didn't legally possess that. They were not legally were not supposed to legally have that gun. They went to another state where they're not from to protect property that's not theirs. That was not at the behest of the property owner. And uh, yeah. On, yeah. The, on the other hand, um, I don't have enough information as a leftist to declare him some sort of white supremacist terrorist. He is a teenager who was not in lawful possession of a weapon, um, who turned up where he didn't live. Uh, but he did so within a culture that was supporting vigilantism, right. encouraging him to do so. And apparently he had positive interactions with yeah. police. Um, 
that's the thing about he this. had been there earlier i guess like cleaning up graffiti but of course he brought a weapon in order to well, do that that's the thing about this trial is that it's it is this one person who is on trial for these actions but i mean anybody really looking at it knows that this is a uh, a symptom <laughs> this this is not the big bad this is this is a, a symptom of a culture a culture that grew that he grew up in that brought him to this point also and and they are happy that he's been brought to this point the, they're yeah. happy that they can be angry about it no you know what i mean no sentencing is going to undo this tragedy right and the fact that this person is legally a child when they committed this crime um also makes it uh, a tragedy for him now the sleazy lawyer defending him the outpouring of support uh and the hostility and racism inherent in some of this uh in, in quite a lot of it uh yeah i don't know i don't know if it's, it's not uh, it's not the same as holding a, a cop accountable no. for the violence that they've committed because this person is a child right um, no, yeah, there's no, um, there's not within this, uh, at least not within the court and everything else. There's not really the conversation about the the systemic issues in the culture. No, no. It, what it comes no. down to is between this period of time and this period of time, mm -hmm. were this person's actions justified. justifiable? Yes. And that is the only issue before the jury. Mm -hmm. Would you? Uh, I understand not being able absent to, like, of any context prior or after right. would you during this very specific period of time have acted in such a way right uh, to the point though of uh, I just want to say for for everybody that uh, does share those pictures of you know Kyle Rittenhouse cleaning graffiti earlier in the day uh, I noticed our friend Clifton put up a picture of Charles Manson playing church uh, sorry playing Charles Manson playing guitar in a church uh, <laughs> also so you know just consider uh yeah manson was a serviceable um guitar player i would say where things really go off the rails is when he starts singing yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's actually hilarious to listen to because the guitar just gently and calmly continues to plod along mm -hmm. while the uh, lyrics become less hinged <laughs> less hinged <laughs> yeah entirely and it's not like they always really start at the best point um but yeah
we'll we'll uh, get into that one. There's there has been a lot of stuff that we uh, would have covered over the last few weeks, and it's not really who knows like uh, if it's worth saying anything now. I wanted to bring up. Uh, it's we just picked all the most depressing topics kinda. to discuss on today's episode. I wanted to uh, mention, in addition to uh, what had happened at Astro World, which by the way there is a GoFundMe page that links to several different uh, GoFundMe's for specific people. So that's a really quick, easy way if you like want to help out or whatever. Um, but in addition to that, a week or so before that, uh, there was a, there was a fish concert in San Francisco. Mm. Uh, you might know about fish, the, uh, you know, decades old, uh, jam band of fame, basically grateful dead 2.0. I think, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so they were having a big arena show, and they're known for their their laser shows and their light shows and stuff. Um, but apparently, there was a man who was, I want to say, in his late forties, uh, who uh, was at the very top of it, and he purposely, uh, you know, he took a look over a balcony and then took a few steps back and took a running leap and uh, dove to his death, like at the fish show. Seems like a clear case and of suicide either premeditated yeah. or some sort of drug mania induced but Might not the been. same thing yeah not the same thing i haven't heard anything about a toxicology on the dude uh but you know it's likely uh i mean it's possible anyway um but yeah and uh, there were a couple of people that he had kind of fell on and hurt and uh it was it was a graphic scene uh I, joe knows about this because he had a friend that was at that show yeah that's uh I had heard something tangentially about it and then kind of got a, a much fuller story. And the interesting thing was, uh, is that, you know, they kept playing. It took time for the realization of what had happened to really kind of reach event staff and then be able to mobilize on it. And nobody was immediately going to fish like, Hey, you got to stop the show. You know, um, there, fuck, there could have been a panic, like who knows. But, um, so yeah, they, they kept playing and even came back and did an encore of some maybe, some interesting song choices like uh, Wingsuit and Born to Fly or whatever, uh, which I don't know their songs, but that's what I hear, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I can't tell if that's fucking, like in poor taste or that's a tribute I, or it's knows? purely accidental. Purely incidental. Uh, but, you know, and that's hearing about that. Uh, and that was like not even a thing that got like a whole lot of uh, media attention, but it's a thing that happened. And then, like this thing in Astral World with the uh, the crowd crush. Fish heads get uh, fish. I mean, I yeah. don't. Uh... But it's a lot of the times when I've been looking over the news over the last few weeks, it's it's harder and harder to like take it seriously that any of this uh, minutia matters on this like long downward trend. It's kind of rough reading the news, and. Uh, we we're still going to do it and like kind of like talk about what's important, but also um, we're also going to talk about our new kitten. I'm so. yeah. Stay tuned for next week when we actually have the internet, mm. and uh, we're going to be bringing you some morning zoo crew energy. So hope y'all are ready for that. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, um, stay tuned for our rebrand. Yeah, uh, one more quick thing because we could uh, possibly could go out on a on a positive note here. Britney Spears' conservatorship has Woo-hoo! been terminated. We did it. We did it. We so did it, you guys. This is actually the last episode. Yeah, we don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to do another. Don't need to do nothing. Um, no, we'll we'll keep going. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty dope. And um, I think that there was even something 
further that was in it uh, some other language watch, she, which watch is her just like her self-destruct too. and then jump from the balcony of a fish concert oh my god <laughs> <laughs> just freedom, within a week freedom <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah uh yeah we freed britney good job everybody well um stay tuned for the jojo bones show and uh, go check out everything else on the network. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, you know, we need to give thanks to Trevor and the Mental State Fair for the use of that theme song, Dying in Texas, and Alex Cuervo of Spectrostatic. Uh, and just anybody, just all of you, all of you all for listening. Thank yourselves. <laughs> go thank yourselves. Go thank yourselves. Jeez. <laughs> all right. Well, until uh, next week. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Yeah, do you good, wanna, good do, delivery. Do you want to do it? Nope. nope.